Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back to the Hope Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Marissa, and this is the podcast where we dive into everything from the effects of diet culture and how to free yourself from it, body image struggles, and healing, and provide you with some no BS nourishment truths. I'm so glad that you guys are back with us today. I've got a very special guest. My BFF, Vicky, is in the house. In the his house. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> It's going to be a fun episode today, you guys. Um, we're going to talk about all, all the things and we're pretty goofy. So hopefully we can make you laugh too, because we're just, we're on a roll today already. Um, so just to get, Vicky was already on the podcast, but I had to have her back on because she's just like one of my soul sisters. So obviously, and just to give a little recap again, Vicky is an intuitive eating counselor She's a fitness, nutrition, and meditation coach, and she is really all about um, similar messages like healing that body image, finding your food freedom, and really just helping to empower women um, wherever they're at in their journey. So again, this is just another reason why I had to have her back on because we're just so aligned and I'm so excited to chat all about the things. So um, basically last time we were chatting, we did dive into a lot of body image things. Um, we both have a background in like bodybuilding, um, competing. So we were both very body focused, identified with our body. We had a lot of, um, distorted eating patterns. And so we kind of talked about how we got through those things. If you want to go back to that episode and listen in, but this episode, I really wanted to, um, dive into things with Vicky because she is very educated on certain topics like fat phobia, which I think is very important, especially in this day and age to talk about because we're here trying to heal our body image and me and Vicky are very much so in smaller bodies. So we recognize that we're a little bit more privileged and we might not struggle with certain things that um, someone in a larger body might struggle with, but I wanted to touch on this topic because I think it's just very relevant so Vicky like how do you want to topic you're the pro here so oh my gosh no pressure. um you no pressure no pressure first thank you so much for having me on again this is so much fun I absolutely love chatting with you like always okay. and yeah like to start is to talk about thin privilege And I know when we say the word privilege, people get a little uptight and scared. And um, I just don't want people to feel that way because the the reality is, is we do have thin privilege. Yeah, we, we could grow our bodies, but some people are just genetically into a larger body and that that is normal. And when we live in a society that everything that says health on it or fitness reeks of a sweaty gym ratted fully on like ab stomach and that's just not reality you don't need to look that way to move your body or enjoy moving your body or reap the health benefits from moving your body and what society tells us is that we should shame people that way And what it shows us is that it is fat phobic, that diet culture makes a big buck. It's a, what is it now? A $3.7 billion 
diet culture now. It was 3.1, I think, when I started my business. And it's just getting bigger. So um, it's selling to us that we need to shrink our body in order to be healthy, in order to be an appropriate size. And it grinds my gears because if I'm dealing with my own body insecurities, because I do, and I strove for the thinnest body that I can possibly achieve, and then gaining an appropriate amount of weight after all that dieting and feeling that pressure of people on me and my body and how it depressed it made me feel. I couldn't even imagine if I went out to eat and just eating society attacks me, you know, like larger bodies can't even just eat and enjoy themselves because we deem certain foods as good or as bad. So they can't appease their taste hunger at all without society coming at them. So I deemed by, or not deemed, what's the word? I told myself (laughs) that I was going to continue fighting. I'm going to use my thin privilege because it's not right. It's not right the way they're treated. So I don't want anybody to feel like that. We're all human beings. Yeah. And uh, fat phobia is a real problem. Yeah, absolutely. And just to um, give you that little update, it's the diet industry is actually a 60 billion per year. What? Or whatever you want to call it. When did that happen? Oh my gosh. See, that's just ridiculous. And it's, they're honestly projecting that by 2027, it will be 295 billion, the weight loss and weight management diet market. Like that, if that doesn't make you want to just throw up in your mouth, like- (laughs) you know what I start crying that's insane oh and it's just like that's that's not like like when we're looking at our businesses and if you're thinking money because money is a taboo subject but when we are making a good amount of income for our home and we're managing ourselves it's that number represents how many people we've helped that number coming from diet culture is how many people that it is destroying shamed into that market. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's also like, just to touch on that, that? Um, just to touch on that, like thin privilege too. It's almost like, you know, like how many times have you been complimented on your smaller body? Like I, I hear this all mm. the time where like, it's almost why I've been posting those side-by-side shots of when I was in a smaller body and now I'm just kind of like in a normal whatever like average body but I got I got so many compliments when I was like shredded and lean and I know so many women that I've spoken to too it's like it's almost detrimental because you think that smaller body is the only thing worthy of those compliments and like oh well people Mm -hmm. are noticing me now that I'm smaller and so do you feel like that kind of goes hand in hand and like the shame that when you're in a bigger body like we feel this like deeply rooted shame because we've only ever been complimented on a smaller body no matter how disordered that weight loss or like getting there might have been right oh absolutely it's like a big uh challenge that many of my clients have many of my members have and that i i know that you and i have had and yeah, absolutely. It goes hand in hand. Yeah. So that's just like, that's what I want to keep um, just like educating myself on and learning about too, because I never want to, 
obviously, you know, say that I maybe struggle with the same things that, yeah, someone in a larger body would, because it's like, I'm, I'm still very fortunate and privileged and whatever. I can basically just go live my life. And there is just so many people in this world, unfortunately, who are shamed or they feel like they can't go out in public or they can't buy clothes that they want to wear. Mm-hmm. Or like you said, the restaurant situation. And it's just like, we're all human beings. I think you said that mm-hmm. all human beings, why does our body shape or size or what we look like on the outside have to be such it's like a traumatic experience for a lot of people Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be and that's exactly why the diet industry is turning into a trillion dollar industry because it it markets and feeds off the fact that we we're becoming more and more insecure we're comparing ourselves constantly on social media like there's it's just so unrealistic this body we're supposed to achieve and it just makes me really sad to see and I'm sure you get that too like how many women reach out to you and they just want to lose weight they just want to be smaller and it's like it's never going to be enough when you're constantly chasing that unrealistic ideal and so to educate women more so on like how can you feel actually empowered and strong and not just solely identify with your body like it's it's those types of messaging that we need to surround ourselves with more yeah absolutely and like the fat phobia and, and understanding that you have thin privilege doesn't mean isn't to shame your thin body and that alone that shame that or that um uh, I, I, I explain it as uh, in my body. Okay. Like it's like, uh, it's like icky feeling when somebody says, Oh, I have thin privilege and you're a thin person. And you're like, Oh my God, now you feel like you need to protect yourself. Okay. So think of this though, larger bodies have to feel like that just when they go out for a day today. So recognizing your thin privilege does not shame thin bodies. It's just acknowledging that there is a problem that society has a problem with larger bodies and that you with a, th- a smaller body, although you deal with body insecurities, we all do. Nobody is exempt from that. That when you go out, the things that you're thinking in your head, you're probably the only one thinking them. Mm-hmm. You can go out and have a donut and nobody's going to say anything. Nobody's going to look at you with disgust. You know, like, oh, well, that's why you're larger. You shouldn't be eating that. Well, you know, you see what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, it's that it's in society. Like how long has it been since we had plus size? Imagine going to a store and you couldn't find a pair of jeans because they make everything small. There was a specific store before. There's a couple stores that went up and that was just for plus sizes because not everybody, it wasn't inclusive. You know, so it took a long time for people to fight to bring it to there. So it's like fat phobia goes deeper than just the way we think about our bodies. It's like out there, you know, and it's so much pressure, but um, we all deal with body insecurities Mm -hmm. and yeah, no, no size is exempt from that. And it's not taking away from that heaviness, Mm -hmm. you know, like you could be thin and deal with a lot and take it harder than maybe someone in a larger body. It all comes down to our mentality, but it's just acknowledging that we live in a fat phobic society, selling you gummies or skinny teas or something to hope that you feel shame about your body and you'll lose weight for it. Yeah. So the, 
the fight that I find that I'm saying often um, against all of this, I had a brain fart. Oh, I always do this on podcasts. <laughs> You're good. Oh, but like, um, okay. I was talking about the fight for it. Um, shoot. I lost it. That's okay. We'll come I have so many things that get me so heated up and then oh, my words leave me. It. It's so passionate. But I think that's that's also pretty authentic as fuck. Like, <laughs> people get brain farts daily. I know I do a lot. Oh my God, I do all the time. But you know what's a really great thing? What? Is that it's not because I'm depriving my body of food. It's not You're like so diet brain. How great. So it's just, it's just so me, guys. You're so nourished with your passion. I freaking love it. Um, but on that topic, I was just even going to bring up like um, body trends. I saw this video the other day and it's like, how many body trends have we gone through over the last like century? When you think about it, like I think in what was it like the 20s or 30s or something like a more or maybe it was like the 1800s even. I don't know. But the more like voluptuous, curvy, like you were a full body. Mm. That was the... That, that that was like the um sign of you were like well fed and I don't know if it was a sign of like wealth but just like health because you were eating enough and you weren't like starving and all these things and then you fast forward 50 years and it was more like the hourglass or maybe like the more voluptuous hips and then it was like the super super teeny tiny zero body fat and it's just like man your body is yeah. a trend like that if anything everyone needs to see that because it just goes to show how much um, the media wants us to constantly be striving for something new. And it just makes no sense. Like your body's not a trend. Your body's going to look the way that it is. And your body's not the problem. It makes you wonder too, when you say something like that, you wonder about what ha is happening in the world to create these mindsets around nourishing your body. So you think like, oh, if you go through war, there's probably this scarcity mentality where nutrition isn't abundant. And you are depriving yourself, but it's not for the sake of changing your body. It's lit. Yeah. It's literally like you just don't have the means to, and then you gravitate towards a, a no, like a post-war world where, okay, now food is abundant, but Ooh, Susan, you look great since I last saw you. Did you lose weight? Wow. <laughs> you, know, you know, you wonder where these things started. Well, it mainly it was way before our time. <laughs> freaking the patriarchy, like burn it all down, right? Oh, like, the patriarchy. The patriarchy. <laughs> but it's so true. Like when you think about it, it is like even that I always refer back to videos that I see on Instagram, but it's so true. Like Victoria's Secret was created by some old white dude. And it's like, it's just, it's white, maybe not all white men, but like old men or just men in general, for the most part, I'm just, I'm going to generalize here. Like, but yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, they, they want us to stay distracted on our bodies. They want us to be insecure. They want us to be small, always shrinking ourselves, always, always, always shrinking yourself. And like, you wonder why we have so many women who are self-conscious low self-esteem can't like don't know how to speak up for themselves don't feel empowered in what they're doing and mm -hmm. like it makes you wonder like what the hell and do you ever think about if women ruled the world like if we were if women presidents ruled the world like just think about 
how much harmony and happiness and love and light I don't know maybe that's a pipe dream but I feel like if women ruled the world we would be in just loving life you know sis we would be topless dudes would be wearing shirts you know it'd be weird to see their nipples (laughs) you know free the nipple would be them the guys putting it on right they would be the uh, ones. yeah they would be the ones and we'd be gasping at, oh my gosh you saw his nipples today oh, oh my god you see all those guys <laughs> it would just be reversed it would be just like, there would just be so much more equality like when you think about it and we wouldn't be shaming each other to be smaller like it would it would be such a different world but i mean i mean at least that's our hope right? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I like to say. At least that's our hope. Um, yeah, I'd hope so. I mean, I guess it depends on the mentality in the end, right? Like the mentality of the person, because it, it's weird because we live in this world where we're just so accepting that you forget that there are people that aren't like us. <laughs> I ran into a couple recently. So that's why I'm like, I'm okay. So I saw two sides here. So I'm being devil's advocate. <laughs> no, no, and it's like if with anything, like if if you're if you're letting greed or money or power like get to you, mm. um, that's never it's never gonna be like a good equation. We went really mm-hmm. off topic with this one, but I love it. I love how it just naturally, like organically, that's how conversations go. Yeah. I had actually a question for you. Yeah. When like, because back to the fat phobia thing, do you ever? Um, do you know like some signs that you can recognize within yourself that may be fat phobic? Ooh, I like this question. I've never really thought about this. And this is why I want I like that station with you because you teach me a lot. And while I'm still learning on all these topics, like I really don't know. I would say, okay, so like signs that like I might be having like fat phobic thoughts. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something like that you could recognize and be like, Ooh, I did like that. Or yeah. Um, you know, I think it would be like the ones we talked about, like the typical, like, um, like maybe even like subconsciously like judging or mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, I honestly want to say that when I see someone in a larger body, like I, because I'm so aware of that world, like I want to like celebrate them for, lifting heavy in the gym, like really just living their lives and wearing what they want to wear. And I'm all for that. And so I, I want to hear what, what signs you think people should look out for so that they can better educate themselves on that. Absolutely. Okay. And I'll share my own because I, I, for me to get to where I, I am and what I'm doing, I went through a lot of my own judgment towards myself and towards others. So if you're really hard on yourself, think of how that might be projected out into the world. Um, I'll do a scenario just the other day and I'm totally going, no, I'm not putting my boyfriend on blast because he's like 100% ally. He's more free the titties than I am, of course. But I mean, like, um, there was a, a moment where we were just driving by. It was so hot, but there was a lady on a bench that maybe doesn't have the ideal body wearing a bikini top at the bus stop with her like little Daisy Duke shorts. And if, this were a diet culture standard. It's not meeting that standard. And he had made a comment and he was just driving by. Normally he does it. So he made a comment. He's like, whoa. And I knew already 
what, where it was coming from. And in my, myself, I also wanted to say, whoa, like I had this initial head thought, whoa. And I'm like, wait. And I stopped and I had this internal conversation before he even said anything. I said, who am I to say that that is not right and she shouldn't do that? And I'm like, oh, because I wouldn't do that so nobody else should. Or if I did that, I don't think highly of my body. So I would be scared of judgment. Hmm, I'm going to just shut up now. So that was just a moment, a micro thought. And he said the same thing. And as soon as I already had this discussion with myself and he said, whoa, and he caught himself already. He knew because he knows me (laughs) and he caught himself. And I was like, what? He's like, oh, nothing. I'm like, oh yeah, girl, rock it. Get that sun on that belly. Cause she had a tan stomach. So this wasn't the first time that her belly's out and she's wearing that bikini at that bus stop. It's hot, man. It's humid. So I'm like, yeah, girl, get that sun on that belly. I'm like, mine's my just ghost. <laughs> Cause I'm dealing with my own body insecurities, you know? So I was like, then I was able to celebrate her, but that's a way to recognize. Like if you see someone and you have an, inst- like a microaggression thought that, oh my God, they shouldn't do that. Or, oh, gross, like shoving a donut in your mouth. If I'm shoving a donut in my mouth, people will laugh because they'll be like, oh my God, she's stubbing her face. But if you have like a ugh about someone else, who are you? You know what I mean? Who are you to say that they can't enjoy what they want to enjoy and celebrate their body the way that they do and show it the way that they want to? And when you feel that ugh, where are you coming from with your relationship with your body? And just you know how conditioned we are to think that way because if it would have yeah. been someone in a smaller body, you wouldn't have had that thought. So it just Ooh, and so- you know what? You're so right. I so I just want to like come in really quick because yeah. I did not say yeah. that. Yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned that. It's just noticing these things and these thoughts about yourself. If you shame and guilt yourself for thinking them, you're playing into diet culture all over again. You know, so don't shame and guilt yourself. You're making a really awful spiral. No, be like, be mad at diet culture, not yourself. Wow. Okay. I realized that thought. You know what? I'll try better to not think that or replace it with something more positive. Celebrate other women, you know? And you know what? I will say, just had a note. I know we're talking about women, but men, same way. I have a lot of men coming onto my page with body insecurities. Nathan, like my boyfriend, he'll also mention his own body insecurities. I'll take a picture of himself. And he's like, oh, you know what? I don't know if I like that. And he'll want me to take a new one. And I'll ask him, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I really like this. I'm like, you look so good. Your smile's nice. He's like, I don't really like my stomach. I'm like, interesting. I'm like, okay. So I'll reposition the picture for him, like honor his like insecurities, right? I'd want him to do the same. And reposition it. And I'm like, hey, put your hand here, put your bike like this, do this, da 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 da. And then we take the picture and I show him. He's like, oh, that looks great. I'm like, funny because your body never changed. True. <laughs> True. Right? So men also deal with body insecurities. Oh, uh, I just wanted to put that little tidbit in there. No, absolutely. And that, I love that you brought that up too, because I think that we are getting to a point where, you know, women are a lot we're a lot more 
open to discussing these things, which is great. Like it moves us forward and it's empowering and it's what we need. And for a lot of men, like it's still such a taboo topic for them Mm. to have those insecurities, but it's still like, I don't know if like guys have those same conversations where like, yeah, I'm having a hard body image day. Like guys deal with it too. So hundred percent do. Yeah. Absolutely. 100% do. And the only reason, because I just started living with one that's so like open with his emotions. His mom did a great job, mom and dad. <laughs> but like, he's so open with how he's feeling yeah. and it's, it took me back. But I still have thoughts where I'm like, oh, like, I just want you to be like, man today, but maybe he's not feeling that way. And he can't live by what I need in the moment. Sometimes I need to fulfill myself. You know that. That's why we go on these journeys on our own, but uh, they a hundred percent do. Totally. And I think that just is such a good point to make too of the self-awareness piece, because that's like with anything, no matter what you're trying to work towards or improve, or like you said, just gain more knowledge around something. If you can just take a step back and find that self-awareness and not, not right away, shame yourself or not. Mm. like whatever it is just being aware of what those thoughts are and like why do I have those thoughts why are they so prominent like why are those Mm -hmm. narrations coming up for me and like you said if it's really rooted in diet culture being like okay like that is a narrative I was raised in or taught of or that's what I grew up with but that doesn't have to be the the narrative that I continue to feed into right Yeah. You have to decondition before you can relearn a new way of, of thinking a new life for yourself, new perspective, everything. You have to decondition yourself first. Yeah. And being patient in that process. Cause it's freaking hard. It's really hard. Yeah. You gotta be patient. Oh yeah. And to be like, Hey, like this actually needs to change and knowing like you're a human being. Once again, you're not perfect. You've got flaws, imperfections, whatever it is. And you always will be no one's ever going to be perfect but being able to sit with yourself and be like okay hey like this part of me is kind of not so great maybe I will work towards improving it or shifting things and just literally doing your best like that's all any of us can do right so that's a big one um speaking of which I feel like this is a good segue into I really wanted to like um I don't know where this conversation is gonna go but I wanted to (laughs) okay I'm so ready I'm getting close (laughs) getting close Uh, I wanted to trickle into um, manifesting because we kind of chatted about this and you and me are both entrepreneurs. And so I find it interesting to find out how people manifest or, you know, Mm. towards their goals, or there's just so many ways of going about it and kind of organizing your thoughts and actually taking that leap of faith. I know in our last episode, we briefly touched on like self-limiting beliefs and honestly, like believing in yourself, manifesting and giving yourself those positive affirmations or just positive self-talk um, <laughs> like such huge game cha- game changers like it's really crazy so we were talking about how for me manifestation kind of looks like more of like the journal entries getting quiet with myself like really just getting clear on what um, intentions I want to set forward in my own mind almost but um, I would just love to hear like kind of how you go about manifesting or just like making things that are in your mind like a reality oh oh the last episode I did talk about how difficult it was with for me wow (laughs) your words are hard today um because I had a lot of self-limiting beliefs I do tend to think about a lot of things that don't matter um so I had to get over that but when I do and 
the I talk a lot about because um, with intuitive eating, the environment of what you eat in is really important. But your environment in which you do anything is really important. And for me, when I'm when I'm really trying to cultivate a life and bring it into the real world, manifesting, <laughs> I have to get up high and away from everybody. I don't like uh, a lot of noise. I feel like things distract me. I don't want people to come to me in that time. I'm really like an inner vision type of person. So I get up high, like maybe that's a hill or maybe that's even, um, I'm trying to think of if people are surrounded by a lot of buildings. Like I remember I couldn't get out to somewhere. So I went to a football stadium and our football stadium in Winnipeg, you have to go up this big ramp. And I sat up there and you have a really good view of the sunset. Obviously there was no game. So there was no people around and that was a great spot too. So just getting up and honestly, either closing my eyes or like looking at something really beautiful, but that has no, has no, um, consciousness in a sense, like no humans. It could be trees. It could be other life, like wildlife and just them going about their day. So I can sit and think, um, I'll also bring that, those thoughts to as many people that I trust as possible. If it's strangers, I still do. Sometimes I'm a, a TMI person. I realized this just recently when I'm like going to a coffee shop or somebody is trying to make like small talk and all of a sudden I'm talking about big, deep life things with them. And I'm pretty sure they maybe think like, wow, she's just an open book. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'll talk to as many people as I possibly can about that thing. And I'll be as honest with myself as possible. Cause when I was starting my business, I'm like, this is what I want to do. I just want to work for my laptop and I want to train people that way. And people thought that was bizarre because we were like, this was way pre COVID. And they're like, uh, that seems dumb. And I was like, that's fine. Like this is what I want to do. But sometimes those people would come up with challenging beliefs in themselves, but they would bring them to me. And I'm like, Ooh, I didn't think about that. And then I can then bounce off that and build something off that. So that's how my manifesting goes. It's getting away from everything, but I can see everything. So I can think about what I want in my life and how I fit into this world that I'm looking at from a distance. And then I talk to as many people as I can. Sometimes I'll jot notes down after this experience. But journaling, I tried journaling for me. And although I do believe in writing when studying and writing down things is really, really important, journaling in that sense didn't work for me. So I used sticky notes, stuck them up around my house, um, jot down notes like a point form, sort of like a list. And that's how I usually did things. I love that. Do you ever? I still do things that way. I love this. I have a lot of sticky notes too. I do love sticky notes. Do you ever, um, for me, like feeling the manifestation is super important for me. So what I'll do is like, if I'm thinking about something or really trying to bring something yeah, into my world, I'll really think about how that feels. Do you think like the emotional side of it is important to you too? Cause I'll almost like, I'll be like in my mind where I want to be and I'll think about, okay, what does this actually feel like? Um, mm. body or like emotionally or just like it's like I'm there right it's like it's almost like what is what do they call it? like quantum leaping like bringing yourself into that 
I don't know. We're getting like, that's a lot. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I always, when I was, I was single for so long, I just kind of decided it was like six years. I decided I'm going to be a single mom, raise my kids and get a dope ass house. Okay. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to live life. And then my neighbors gonna be like, how'd she get that? We heard she's single, you know, like the like chatter. I went through this whole scenario of how my life would be. And this was what would happen. I would put myself and drive by these houses that I really liked. Ooh, I like that. That's going to be mine someday. I'd walk in those neighborhoods. I'm like, what neighborhoods do I want to be in? Yeah, I really like this. And bringing myself there, really like emotionally tapping into, imagine if I live like this, mm-hmm. what do I have to do to get there? Yeah. It kind of, it's a motivator, right? So it's, it's all part of manifesting. Absolutely. Emotion's important. Absolutely. You got to get there. Sometimes like bringing yourself right there. Like as if and pretending be like, oh yeah, this is my house. So Just true. walk on like the first two like feet of the driveway. Oops. Or like just knock on the door. Be like, just kidding, run away. <laughs> totally. Yeah, and just also like believing because I mean, you you can really manifest anything into your life. And I think more people need to believe in themselves and believe in their vision and even just have a vision. Like it doesn't matter how crazy or unrealistic your goal seems like good, have it. It should be big and it should be scary. And there is never, ever, ever a limit on this life. I truly believe. And I feel like we're both walking examples of that because I mean, you've been through a lot of shit and you've come out the other end and like, look at you, you're absolutely thriving. And just, yeah, the journey that we've both gone through is so cool to see so I think when you stop limiting yourself and you're just open Mm -hmm. you're like hey what could happen if I just one day at a time that's really what it is right like one foot in front of the other what can I do today whether that's journaling or setting like 30 minutes aside for myself or chatting with someone or whatever it is yeah you have to get so intentional with it or should just I mean I just went through one of those phases I feel like it never stops you just get better at at recognizing it and like before it's gone so far because you've done it already like yeah it's all about believing in yourself and that's super annoying because you got to build that up (laughs) and it's hard to believe in yourself and you don't trust yourself you know take time it takes time and that's another thing patience believe in yourself and we're wrapping it up and thank you so much vicky for joining us thank um, you so much for having me this is so much fun, so much fun. <laughs> i feel like we need to have a part two we're just gonna keep yeah going. let's just um, do it, it let's just we should just start a podcast right Ooh, wow is that manifesting is that me manifesting something side hustle perhaps um <laughs> i'm gonna put vicky's info her instagram and her tiktok in the description so go give her a follow because Literally, she's got so much good, so many amazing resources, body image healing work, food freedom stuff, like just you name it. It's just so incredible. And um, yeah, you guys keep staying nourished, keep nourishing your body, your mind, your soul, all the things. Be kind to yourself. And we'll see you in the next episode, fam. <laughs>